Happy Sunday! It's Dave, it's been a while, there's been a silence, there is no longer, I hope you're well, the summer is well and truly here, it is hot as heck, if you're a Brit, you're struggling, you're stumbling, I know it, I feel it, I am in it right now and I believe it's been abating for a few hours so maybe by the time we get back to the working week on Monday which is tomorrow things are going to start cooling off but right now it feels tropical got my Hawaiian shirt on because let's face it some fashion never dies never starts never lives I feel like that's the way with the way that my sartorial elegance is questioned constantly by not only others but also myself I just get on with it and if it fits it feels it's good to go today's episode is about experience I've been questioning experience for a long time what actually is it is it watching tv is it physical sensations is it a relationship is it emotional and yesterday it really got me thinking because I was in, for the second time in three days, the brand new Southport Market. There's a lot to this. I'm going to unpack a lot of things, so bear with. It will, as typical for me talking to you, be fairly meandering, but it's filled with passion, filled with angst, frustration, annoyance, and a better way. And I like to think that when we get together, you and me, and we talk things through we have solutions at the heart of everything and in a fun way I don't ever want you to feel like this is a grumble and a groan and a gripe and in some small ways it is but the bigger picture is much more than that and there's always a remedy or a rectification at heart so I came across we so backstory okay so Southport, northwest of England, my hometown for more years than I care to count. I could count it because it's the number of years since I was born, and that's too many for most people to count. Unless you're into your degree level mathematics, I wouldn't recommend that you go back that far because you will never return to the present. So Southport Market's been through a lot of turbulence and change and turmoil since it was launched. My original dad, had a seafood stall there and I worked on it for a time and I was fired for having a bit of a hissy fit about cleaning out crab shells over the life of a mid-teenager and it was a typical market of sorts Victorian loads of stalls I believe the rent was bearable never perfect but nothing ever is if you are trying to eke out a living and people are putting burdens upon you in the form of taxes so 25 30 stalls haberdashery butchery regular clothes there's always a timsons always a timsons in every good market but eventually it lost its way and not only was the rent spearing through the heart of the traders but the market was losing its vim and its vigour and people were choosing to shop in mainstream retail outlets your likes of Primani, your Currys, your Rumbelows, your House of Holland, your Safeways my god 
the 80s were a great time. And it's been on a steady spiral towards its nadir ever since. Anyway, long story short, they tried to reboot it with some modern values. And again, the rent was the big issue. Traders could afford it. And Southport Market had fully lost its way in the 2010s. There's a lot of jumping around, fast forwarded from the 80s. I worked there in 89. Oh my God, that's where I developed my obsession with fish sticks, crab sticks, beautiful artificial things. Kind of like the beyond meat of the pescatarian world. Anyway, 2010, Southport Market on its arse, nowhere to go. They'd spent some money on it. It closed. Somebody had a bright idea, looked around the likes of Stockport Market, Altrincham Market to a Point Blackburn Market. There's a court on Duke Street of the food persuasion that was also taken into consideration. And I believe places like Grub Street and uh, Gorilla in Manchester were also taken into consideration by a motley crew of capitalists who thought Southport needs a food only play let's give the market its own unique place in Southport Town Centre now if you haven't been to Southport Town Centre it is all faded glory on the streets there's a pedestrianised street called Chapel Street where as is the norm with every town centre 80% of the shops are probably closed or about to Lord Street is all verandas and shiny windows and charity shops and cafes. Debenhams shut, as was every Debenhams example in the UK. Had another department store that shut, is now about to reboot in a totally different vein called Beals. And as I say, charity shops, cafes and frowns but obviously on a sunny day the the tree line boulevards come alive with people from all over as far as miles away to experience the magic that Southport used to offer and Southport itself has got a sprawling kind of freshwater lake you join the yachting club there are lakeside pubs there are amusement arcades, there are gardens, and right on the front, so this big Oakmore Lake sort of backs onto the dunes, and what was formerly known as Southport Beach, but is now largely a marshy wonderland, you have a pier and you've got a fair that has been rescued from obsolescence by an incredible entrepreneur called Norman Wallings, who is... I say Wallace, but I think it's Wallace. No, maybe it is Norman Wallace, who is spending an awful lot of money on the fair and the outline areas to really give it a kick up the arse and doing a very good job to boot. So, Southport in a nutshell, and lots of uh, indistinguishable from one another streets with some very tired shops on them. Uh, eating and drinking is pretty good. But there's nothing like a Burger King or a TGI's Fridays, as it's known now. No Chaya Fryer. No big name, hustling, familiar food and drink places. They're all very independent. And that is good if they are good. And it's not if they're not. 
So Southport Market, which is about a five minute walk, if you're a slow walk, from Southport train station. Down the back streets, round the corner from what used to be known as McDonald's. You may be aware they sold burgers and smiles and happy meals and a very disturbing clown. That shot, unbelievable how McDonald's in a 150-year-old seaside resort could shut up. But there we go. Anyway, that's been replaced by Donner Kebab, which is part of a growing fast food chain. Ironic that a German fast food outlet could replace something so familiar as burgers and fries, which I thought was a staple in the world of the hungry seasider. So the market has rebooted now with a circus vibe. If you walk through the front doors to the left, you'll have a butcher's, which is the only outward facing trader in the market now because you walk inside and you have in the centre of this big open plan sprawling space the bar wrap around four-sided stand where you like occasionally get served and then around the edges you've got the benches and beyond the benches are I think about maybe 10 food outlets permanent fixtures and it should be fantastic but the experience spoils it and is spoiled so day three walk in order a Cosmo eight pounds order a pint of Foster's three pound eighty take a while to get served which is fine uh, there's no queue uh, I don't like the idea of standing at bar during these times of Covid and I understand fully how Covid has had an impact on the staffing of this place I can't imagine the creme de la creme easy to require when it comes to the workforce because they are either well tithed by their current employers or they've moved into a totally different industry sector and this is always the problem with hospitality and oh the me suggests that maybe you should bring down the price if the experience that you're going to offer is not comparable to the expectations of the customer but i digress they have to make money they've spent 1.4 million on this and therefore you tread carefully but at the same time, yeah, you can't be uh, changing the pricing structure. I totally get that. Anyway, so eventually get served. I very kindly give the pleasure of service to a chap to my right who's been waiting longer than me. And that's the kind of guy I am. So he orders his £35 worth of drinks, uh, whereas I have two drinks. And yeah, by the by. So I'm ordering my Cosmopolitan which is a cocktail, a citrus-based cocktail for those not in the know, and a pint of lager, and that's when the whole plan for a wonderful evening starts to unfurl. Anyway, so long story short, a huge explosion of blackcurrant cordial is sent to the floor. We are now dealing with a mock Ribena lake, and my bartender attends to the quickly engulfing liquid melee behind the bar. Several minutes passed, lots of blue paper is sent to the floor and subsequently to the bin and then I'm told at the end of when this is all wrapped up and the floor is now dry again and the oils are put away, I'm told that somebody else will do my cocktail, which, you know, rankles a little bit. I'm thinking we weren't swimming here. Somebody who was not dealing with the sudden Noah 
requiring situation could maybe have called up this uh, cocktail bartender to do the honours because they weren't doing anything at the time. But that's bye-bye. I'm okay. I'm empathising here. Do my best. But, you know, we're talking £11.80 for two drinks. I'm thinking something a little bit more than just a guy who goes and finds the Smirnoff vodka and I believe some cranberry juice and some ice and shakes it up a little bit and puts it in a cocktail-looking glass with a strawberry garnish. Now, okay, I am not the most cocktaily of people. I love a cocktail. I don't know quite how they do that thing with the orange peel, which would have been perfect here because it's a citrus-based cocktail. I've already been told that the bar, remember this is day three, has run out of lime kind of a fundamental ingredient in a Cosmo but you know okay we say no we've waited 10 or 11 minutes at this point let's just get the cocktail poured shall we disappointing would be an understatement so by now we have what amounts to a wet gesture and a pint of lager goes to the table not a lot happening not a lot brewing all of the food outlets around the periphery of the market are looking pretty doleful, you know. Right now, so okay, so let's 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 rewind the experience sitch here. This has a circus vibe, this place. So, you know, the logo for Southport Market is beach huts, okay, that's fine. But indoors, it's very circus, it's very lively, it's very big top, it's very family, it's very wow. And that's about it. Everything that's painted on is colourful. Everything that isn't taped down, bolted in, isn't. It's, to say the least, dull. And the vendors of the food are, rightly so, looking bored. But, experience, day three a big new attraction for a seaside resort that so desperately needs an injection of excitement and there isn't a single person wandering around offering samples. These are busy old places. Saturday is the first Saturday. There's quite a lot of people there. There could be some fun going on. There's a little bit of piped music in the background, but there's nothing great. There's nothing exciting here. There's nothing to stir the mind to make you think, oh, do you know what? I'm already starting to plan with my friends when I'm coming back for the second visit. This was my second visit already. I've been on Thursday. It was piercingly hot. I sat outside. I had a Diet Coke. It was all right because, let's face it, there was pretty much nobody else in there. And I paid by £2 for a half Coke and I was happy and I was sunbeaten and it was great. But this was a little bit more of an involved visit. There was purposely fun to be had. I wanted to be entertained. I wanted something different. There was no, there was no stilts. There was no, uh, there was no tigers. There was no people popping out of cannons. I don't expect that. This is Southport. Manage your expectations as you alight at the platform. But there was, it was flaccid, frankly. My bar experience was an all-time low for Southport and Southport has its fair share of dank, dark, dismal drink purveyors. So, you know, there wasn't an awful lot to compete with. I admit there's some great places in Southport. Don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing on Southport. Southport is a fabulous place full of people who are trying, and I love that. I love that. But here, tonight, last night, was no evidence of excitement or ambition or enthusiasm or exceeding the expectation. I want that. And... 
going back to this sample thing, right? So if I'm going in a place like this, which is very much trying to be different, this is trying to be different by not being quite as good as everywhere else. Whereas trying to be different in my book is let's focus number one on the experience for the first few weeks. Let's not worry too much. Okay, look, this is me being slightly naive for the first few weeks because this is being backed by the council. For the first few weeks, let's not obsess too much on pocketing as much money as we possibly can without worrying about the experience we're about to provide, but the 180. This is about saying, no, let's do all we can to build a troop of evangelists and ambassadors and people who cannot wait for us to open up again tomorrow so they can come and do this all over again. Let's show them what we've got to offer. Let's get the poutine out. Let's get the Greek wraps out, the souvlaki. Let's get the gringo sushi out and about on the tables. Let's give people a taste of what's to come. There was a live entertainment. We didn't expect that. We know the hospitality industry is on its arse. We know these things are impossible. But there is no reason for anybody at this place on this one given night, on this first Saturday of its new existence, to be anything but run off their feet, to be flat out, to be giving people a sense of how great this place will become. There was nothing. It was drab. It was dismal. It was dank. It was dark. It was dead in spirit. There were people there. I would be cynical as to whether I'll see the same faces again the next time. People were there because it was a bright new shiny thing and they come away with no great gusto. That you would come from having watched The Greatest Showman, the next best thing as far as circuses go for that particular night. And this is where I'm coming from. There's nothing leaning on the technological at this place. The taps inside the toilets, you twisted them on and off. There was no sensors in there. Outside, there was no sense in there. Outside, the vendors weren't playing with apps to get your food to you quicker. You know where they had? They had buzzers. You take yourself to the vendor, you order, you, so you actively have to go and stand by a counter to order in these COVID times. You're given a buzzer, you go back to your table, the buzzer buzzes. You go back to the counter, you pick your food up, you go back to the table and eventually the carnival of eating begins. Imagine an app bringing together all of the vendors where you look through the app, you choose your food, you pay your money a la Weatherspoons on the app, the food comes to you. It's like living in the 21st century. And was there a hint? There wasn't. Now, the website for southbookmarket.com is still saying coming soon. There's so many things that are wrong with this. I gave it a three star review. I feel quite good about that because I want this place to succeed. It deserved a one. I gave it a three. I said, you can have this because this is me placing my faith as a lifelong sand grounder in you. And I think you may one day succeed, but you need to remove yourself from an obsession with making money and instead pour your heart, your soul, your energy into providing the spirit of excitement and experience. And I hope to the heavens that somebody listens. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. It's so good to be with you on this beautiful Sunday. And I hope that you find it in your hearts to come and experience the Southport of tomorrow. And by the time you're here, 
it is that because right now this is the support of yesterday and we all need to do more to provide that experience. Okay, think of your mind as the house and your ears as the doors and windows. I'm going to come as Nick Knowles and buff up your rooms and excite your entrances. Welcome to Thacknology, the world of me, Dave Thackeray. Every day I'm trawling the web and world for ideas and inspiration to make your life a little more lavish. More often than not, it's just a plain old fun factory highlighting things to make us smarter, speedier and smilier. Don't forget to leave me a message if you want something, anything discussed, regaled on Thacknology. I'm Dave Thackeray. I'm a writer. I like a microphone. But more importantly, I love to hear what you think. So get in, stick around if only to keep me company. Uh, and remember, it can only get better from here. Thanks for being you. And for us, welcome to Team Thacknology. <laughs> <laughs>